Hello and welcome back to the Clear Your Mindset podcast. I figured I would just take this as an opportunity to give you a preview or not really a preview. You're going to get, if anything, you're going to get a more in-depth version of uh, a video that's coming out soon. If you're listening to this after what, November 12th, then the video has already come out, which is what (laughs) one of the most embarrassing secrets that I don't really, or I didn't share at all beforehand, before minimalism was that I lived in a home with bed bugs and it's disgusting and it still makes me shiver. And at the same time, I'm not trying to judge anybody who's in this situation because as you're going to hear in my story today, it is a nightmare to deal with. It's incredibly difficult. And for someone especially that maybe has a fear of letting go, I can't imagine how painful that must be to be in a situation where you are either in pain or just uncomfortable or feeling dirty and there's not much that you know how to do. In some ways, maybe I should be thankful that these bugs kind of were maybe a subconscious push that helped me let go of things as well. But I'll break the story down for you. Something that I didn't share in the YouTube video was that The reason that I was in a rush to move into my first apartment was because my mother was kicking me out. Now, my mom and I have a great relationship. At that point in time, she wasn't kicking me out because I was a rebel or anything like that. It was simply that she thought I was mature enough to leave and she wanted to have her own life and wanted me to find my own path. And so when I was 17, she said, you have three months after you graduate to get out. And it was a little bit difficult for me because for those of you that don't know, at least here in BC, we are not allowed to rent under the age of 18. So I was going around seeing if there was any uh, landlords that would allow me. And that's first of all, very dangerous because if they're willing to break the rules on that, then they probably aren't willing to take care of the building properly. Things that I didn't know, things that they don't teach you in school, right? So I was going around to different places and each time they would ask my age and I didn't know that that wasn't something that you had to answer before. So I would tell them I'm 17 and I would immediately get kicked off the property and they would say, oh, we don't rent to party kids. Go to a party house. Go live with your parents. You're not, you're not allowed to be here. We don't accept kids that are immature. And I never came off like an immature kid. I I will say I was very mature for my age. I knew how to dress when I showed up to these places. I would show up with the documents required, but there's just naturally a stigma when you're young to try and rent out a good place. And it just kind of comes with time. So that was a difficult factor for me. And I remember coming home to my mom and crying and saying, no one's letting me in and I'm running out of time. Like I need more time and you don't understand. And truthfully, she didn't understand. There's no, there's no denying that. Sorry, mom, but you didn't. But she would not let up. She was very insistent that I had to go. And I had tried to get an apartment with a friend who was older than me at one point. And the day that we went to sign the papers, that friend backed out. And uh, we didn't talk after that. So maybe they weren't such a friend after all. <laughs> You know, I totally understand why she might not have wanted to do that. But I've always been someone who's like, when I commit and I give my word, I do it. I follow through. And I was talking to a friend about this yesterday, that perhaps the expectations I set upon myself are not the same expectations I have to set upon others, especially when it comes to being true to our word. 
And that's not to poke at anybody or make anybody feel bad. That's just the reality of things that I have learned. So anyway, I'm getting off track here. I had searched for apartments, couldn't seem to get one, tried with one friend, couldn't seem to get one. Eventually met a friend of a friend and he was also getting kicked out of his apartment building, but not for uh, bad reasons either. It was just some uh, family stuff. You know, sometimes people are like, there, there's feuds and divides and it is, is what it is. And it was meant to be because him and I both needed to move out and we, we'd met and we knew that we weren't crazy. <laughs> he, I, I feel a little bit of regret for him because he probably didn't realize just how messy I was and how much stuff I had until after the fact. But we got this idea that we were going to move in together temporarily and then sort our lives out and then go our separate ways. But we were both in a bit of a dire situation with short notice and that we needed to go find an apartment. And so we went searching around the neighborhood. We found the cheapest apartment that we could that was in a reasonable area and wasn't bottom floor. That was something that that we thought was going to help us, um, not just for like break-ins and whatnot, but we thought, well, if we're not on the bottom floor, then we won't deal with bugs and pests and all that kind of stuff and we'll be safe. Spiders, especially for me, was a big one. Little did I know there are much worse bugs that live in much higher areas. <laughs> so we signed this paper and we moved in and I started getting bites or these little marks all over my body. Now we moved in in the summer and I just figured I was having a pretty bad year with mosquitoes, but I would also find that the mosquitoes were biting me in areas that uh, were rather difficult for mosquitoes to get to, <laughs> unless I was wearing really short shorts, which I only wore to bed. And I kept thinking, huh, this is really weird. I wonder why this is happening. And I started getting them on my face and I couldn't seem to figure it out. And they were itchy and uncomfortable and I wasn't feeling very good about it. But I just figured mosquito season, it'll end. And then and it, around the beginning of fall, I had noticed some black dots on my mattress and I pulled it back. And to this day, I, I'm, <laughs> I literally just got a shiver down my spine. It's just so... I remember the exact place I was. I remember that the person I was living with, my roommate, who later did become my partner, um, was at a concert for Metallica. <laughs> That's how much I remember. I didn't even realize I remembered that much. And I remember thinking, oh my God, I don't know what to do. I need to call somebody. I need to, t what do I do? I, like, I feel like I'm staring at these, there were a couple bugs and a bunch of dots. And I thought, holy holy crap, this is it. This is the end. And it was on his mattress because he, he was sleeping in the living room at that time and I was sleeping in the bedroom. And I went and checked the one in the bedroom where I was sleeping and lo and behold, there were bed bugs on that too. And I was just in a panic. I didn't know what to do. I was texting him. I think I'd even tried to call him, but he's at a Metallica concert. Like you really think he's gonna, <laughs> really think he's gonna answer his phone uh, at a heavy metal concert. So anyway, that was the first moment that I realized um, that there were going to be some big problems. And initially, I was not the kindest. I had thought he had brought them in because I knew if I had brought them in, I would have been getting bites when I was living with my mom. So I knew it wasn't from any of my stuff. But he also made a sensible story that I actually now, especially since um, being in the place that he used to live in, he, he, had, he had nothing when he moved in. It was very unlikely that the stuff he had had um, 
any bed bugs on it. And so we had the manager come in and she was upset with us and she said, you brought them in, you brought them in. And we felt terrible and we got bed bug treatments, which are these huge processes that um, basically they, they ask you to move all of your furniture into the center of the room. They ask you to take any clothing and fabrics and thoroughly wash them and put them into garbage bags and keep them either in the center of the room or um, in a bathtub so that they aren't coming in contact with bugs. And then they steam and spray down your furniture and they go around the, the outer edge of the um, apartment to remove any potential bugs. And then you have to wait for eight hours, although I think I probably should have waited way longer because we were getting headaches and it just was a weird smell in there. And on top of that, they come back a week later and they do a very similar treatment that's a tiny bit more relaxed, but still pretty similar. And we thought, okay, we've had the bed bug treatment done. We threw away the mattresses that we had and we um, got a bed frame because at that point we had gone from roommates to sort of partners you know how it is at least in North America you never really know until you know but um and then we got a bed frame and a new mattress that was much larger and we thought okay it's done and then next thing you know I'm getting bites again and the bed frame that we had brought or bought brand new within three months had to be recycled because the bugs came back and uh so this became a continuous problem. Now in the video, you'll see, I actually took a picture of probably one of the later times. This was probably, so we had 22 treatments in total. If you count each treatment, like the first week and then the, the second week being two separate treatments or 11 treatments, if you want to consider it a different way. But, um, around the later period of those treatments, I have a photo that I took, or I think my partner had taken of the space. And even then I can see that it was just such an exhausting experience that we couldn't be bothered to care and do it properly because our manager kept saying it was us that brought it in. At that point, we knew that it definitely wasn't us. We had done some research and found out that the building had uh, terrible bed bug reports throughout the years. And we even found out towards the very end of our time living in that space that our neighbors had a terrible, terrible, terrible infestation where you could see the bugs everywhere. They had four cats um, that were not being cared for properly. And so you can imagine the, the issue. So the manager let up a little bit on blaming us all the time for it, but still the, the treatment wasn't doing the job. And of course you think that me as a borderline hoarder was not putting stuff away correctly and not taking care of my clothes correctly. You can imagine the people next door with their situation were not. And that's not to judge them or say, oh, those gross, terrible people. It's just saying this was the way they were living and this was the result of, of how they lived. They were very kind people. They were very sweet whenever they would come and see us. They would talk about, they would never come over to our place. But I'm saying if we met them at the elevator, they would talk about their cats and you could tell it was just a, a humble life for them and they just didn't have the tools to be able to deal with these problems seriously. And for them, possibly they weren't getting bites. One thing is that my, my ex-partner, he never got bites from these bed bugs. The only reason we knew was because of me. And there were points in time where I was just so exhausted. And I was also dealing with a problem known as IC, which I still have, uh, which is incredibly painful. So between the IC and the bed bugs, I was sleeping in the bathtub 
just so that I could not be paranoid and have peace of mind without scratching and waking up anytime I felt the tiniest little thing. And so I think about that stress and I look back on that stress of my life and I, I really hope no one ever has to go through that. I also see the issue of having too much stuff and how it can affect you in the worst ways. I look at that now and I think back then I had so much clothing, so many notebooks, so much of everything. There's no way that you could for sure make sure that no bed bug or, you know, the, the bed bug larvae, because they're very tiny and often invisible. There's no way to 100% say, yep, they're gone. There's no way it's here. We don't have to worry about it anymore. There's nothing here to, to, um, to exterminate. There's just no way. With that much stuff, impossible. And I was still clinging to my stuff for most of that experience. So it wasn't like I was willing to let go all the time. Eventually, we did. And we moved to Scotland. As many of you know, I, I decided to pack my life down to a suitcase and a carry-on. And I remember steaming my suitcase thoroughly, keeping it inside of a plastic bag. At that point, we'd actually, um, because the wall that was connected to our neighbors was the bedroom. So we actually stopped living in the bedroom altogether. I kept all my junk in there that I didn't really want because again, borderline hoarder. And we moved our entire life to the living room and we were basically just living out of the living room. And, um, it definitely looked like, uh, like someone's first apartment. I feel like there's a, there's a difference when it's your very first apartment versus when it's like, you've had a few apartments and you understand the importance of creating a sense of home. When it's your first apartment, it kind of is more like, Oh, we've got construction, ladies and gentlemen, just so you know, <laughs> you can probably hear that in the background. Oh, I love being a professional podcaster. Um, anyhow, what was I saying? Um, I need to think about it for a moment. That distracted me. Anyhow, hopefully I can remember sort of where I was getting off of there because we had decided to move to Scotland after already having moved everything out of the, the bedroom area, or not moving everything out, but moving our bed and that sort of thing out of the bedroom area to the living room area, or more like we got rid of everything and repurchased because we had to repurchase multiple times because of these bugs. And, uh, so I already knew that I was able to live in less space than I actually thought I did. That was the first very interesting thing that I learned from the bed bug experience is that a smaller space is possible to live in. And that I think also contributes to why I'm okay with living in a bachelor suite now is basically I was living in a bachelor suite before with a, a storage room that was not safe to even use. So that was a part of the experience that I can look back on and say, oh, okay, at least it taught me something. And then, yeah, so we moved to Scotland. I remember steaming everything, putting it in a garbage bag, and we got rid of anything that could have contaminated to someone else. And then we had neighbors that wanted to come up and take a look. At this point, again, the bed bugs had kind of dissipated because they didn't really come to visit the living room. It was only that bedroom area. So we got rid of everything from there, and we only gave away things like pots and pans and stuff that was okay to transfer because bugs wouldn't hang out on metal, for example. They tend to burrow into fabrics and woods. And that was that. We were actually able to move to <laughs> move to Scotland and never come back to that apartment. And things were fine after that. But I always look back at that situation and just think, if I had only understood minimalism, 
I would have probably saved myself a lot of trouble, trouble and hassle, and I probably would have figured out it was from the neighbors sooner. And we probably would have been more likely to be willing to move to another apartment if we'd had less things and it was going to be less of a task to do so. I think a lot of the time our things can stop us from making important decisions regarding our health, for example, because one very embarrassing, painful aspect was I was working at an office job where we were considered to be very high class and, and put together. And here I was showing up with bug bites in the middle of winter that I was doing my best to cover up with concealer and telling people it was must be mosquitoes. In the middle of winter, mosquitoes? I'm pretty sure they knew what was going on, or at least some version of it. And so there are so many factors that were affecting my life because of this. And I look at it now and I look at the situation and think, okay, well, if this were to happen to me right now and knock on wood that it doesn't, but I realize I would be so much more okay with anything that happens to my stuff. There's two factors that I'm really grateful for. One is just having less overall makes it easier to make, um, rush decisions if I need to. And, um, and then not being sentimentally attached to my things and understanding that if I lose everything, I haven't lost myself. And I feel that in our consumer driven world, in a capitalist world, our things are such a direct reflection and value to who we are when that's not actually the case, but it just feels like that's the case. So it's something that I think about quite a lot with with pride, I guess you would say, because I was talking to somebody uh, who had a friend in California and this year their homes, suddenly they got a knock at the door and then that was that. Um, they had five minutes to leave and grab whatever they could and that was it. And if you had told me to pack my bags in five minutes back when I was a borderline hoarder, I would have had a mental breakdown. I probably would have ended up packing nothing because I'd be busy having a mental breakdown. We did have a few close calls with fires. We had a drug fire once in the building. Yes, you heard that correctly. There was a drug fire in the building. <laughs> I can't believe I went through that. And you know, I grabbed, I grabbed the cat and my computer. I think that was all I was able to get. But in those situations, it would have been far more stressful. Whereas now I know exactly what matters to me. I know what to take. And the other thing is because I've saved a ton of money, I know that I could easily replace my life elsewhere if I needed to. So those factors are just so important to know that in as far as the physical value goes, I'm safe, I'm protected. I, I always keep in mind that if I own something, I should be able to have enough money to purchase it again. So if I'm wanting to buy a $2,000 laptop, then I should be having $4,000 with me so that I'm feeling secure and I'm not just using up all the money that I have. It's always the philosophy I've had with um, keeping myself safe and secure and knowing that uh, I don't have to be attached to my things. And again, you know, we, we don't know if there's going to be uh, a fire one day or a flood, or someone's going to rob us, or whatever is going to happen. There's no, there's no way to know that. There's no control that we have over that aspect of our life. If it happens, it happens, and it's usually meant to teach us something, uh, and to put us through an experience for us to grow. And I'm grateful that I feel prepared if 
something like that were to happen. And that puts me at peace. And I would like to be able to offer that peace to anybody because I, I know that in the coming years, this is going to be a bigger and bigger problem for people to have to leave their home short notice because of climate and other aspects that are hard for me to even talk about still. And minimalism has given that to me. It's given me that peace of mind. It's given me the ability to know what I need, to know that I can have that value again, and to know that even if I have nothing, it doesn't mean that I'm nothing. I still have all the memories. I still have all the impressions. It, it all still makes, makes me who I am without the actual things there. So... Yeah, long and the short of it is I haven't had bed bugs since 2016 or 2015. And it's been nice. <laughs> and I know what to do if it happens. Not that it ever will, but if it does, I'm covered, I'm prepared. And uh, that's my little ramble for today. So if you enjoyed it, send me a message on Instagram. I always like chatting with you guys. I appreciate it. Last time I was messaging, or, or messaging, last time I had mentioned in my podcast that um, people hadn't been sending me any messages and I wasn't sure if anyone was really listening to these or if they wanted them or enjoyed them. And it seems like people are now responding. So I really appreciate that. It lets me know that this is actually worth doing and that it's providing value to people. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys are all well and staying safe and I will talk to you again soon.